You're listening to the Yard of Greatness podcast, episode number 41. Welcome to the Art of Greatness podcast. My name is June Allen from JuneAllen.net and I teach black women how to heal from addiction to self-hate with racial sobriety and personal empowerment. The information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes. It's based on my experiences and is shared in good faith. So always consult your licensed mental health professional before applying any of the suggestions from me in this podcast. The vision is to help you heal and build your blackalicious life. Now on with the show. Greetings family, June Allen here, your racial sobriety mentor. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me, June Allen, at the Art of Greatness today. Um, I really appreciate it. So today, today I wanted to share with you around the concept of living beyond survival. Living beyond survival, going from survival to thriving. Now, the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because I know that for a lot of us, we kind of um, accept survival is the norm, that somehow living from a place or existing from a place of just surviving is what we're used to. And we just think, well, that's just the way it is. You know, I don't, I, you know, there's many, been many times where I've seen, well, I've met up with certain people and I say, oh, how you doing? They're like, oh, I'm surviving, I'm surviving. And I hear a lot of black people saying that. And when I think about that, you know, it makes me feel sad because why is it that so many of our lives uh, only seem to be living from that, per- from that position? Why should we only be surviving? Why is it that we're accepting that? Um, and what I was thinking about, when I was thinking about um, what to talk about in this, in this um, podcast, it just made me think about, you know, what is the intention? What is it that I want you all to get out of this session? And what I really wanted to express is that you can give yourself permission to dream that you don't have to live in survival. There is life beyond survival. Um, And to give yourself permission to question why you're accepting survival is your way of life. And what are you going to do? How do you intend to elevate your life so that you can move past survival uh, and embrace your life in it in from more from a more abundant place um yeah and obviously you know because we live under the system of racism uh you know that's the reason why so many of us live our lives at rock bottom we don't see any hope um we don't feel any hope when we look in the news and all the rest of it the way that white supremacy continues to ravage the planet and to ravage our psyches and all of that kind of stuff it's hard to kind of have any hope for the future for our families for our children for ourselves because we just think well you know this is 
this is so big and it just feels um, impossible to even think about being able to deal with this. Um, so yeah, but I, I think the important thing that I really wanted to express around, around this stuff is that, you know, there's that famous saying that, you know, how do you eat an elephant and you eat an elephant one bite at a time and to not minimize just because the system is, is powerful today, it doesn't mean that you can't contribute to dismantling that system in some way in this moment, in, in the today. Um, and that means that, you know, making a choice to, to not just survive, to not accept survival, your survival behaviors, but to actually be intentional about, you know, what is, what, what, what is your survival really about? How, what is your survival? How does it manifest your feelings of, of survival? Is it, does it manifest as deprivation? Does it manifest as apathy? Um, yeah, it's just about exploring your survival behaviours. How do you cope? How do you, you know, do you just shut down from talking about a lot of these conversations because it just feels impossible? Um, and you're quite happy to just plod along in some, you know, mediocre world um, because you just can't see, you know, you don't want to dream too big because you just think, oh, it's impossible, you know, that's not really accessible to me, you know, uh, hope and... Um, having a future, building a legacy, you know, is that, is that, that's just for white people, you know, is that the narrative that's, that's going on in your brain, you know, um, and I think because some of us um, are so used to pain, we're so used to feeling disconnected from our hope, from our dreams, um, that we just, we just accept it, we just accept pain, we accept that we're never really going to be allowed to stand in the power of our true selves, of our true natures, in our true ability to dream and grow and do all of those things. Um, because we don't think that we deserve it. We're so used to not having our needs met. We're so used to not being allowed to do certain things and to truly be ourselves that there just becomes an element of, well, what's the point? You know, I just want to keep my head down earn a bit of a crust and, and get on with it. You know, we're so molded uh, to enable the system by not challenging it, by being ourselves, um, that we just, it's just an accepted part that there are certain parts of us that we just can't allow to be expressed because of, you know, fear of abandonment or fear of denial, fear of, um, sorry, not fear of denial, fear of just the pain that comes with uh, showing up you know, the, the, the pain of showing up, whether it's in your family or in white spaces or whatever it is, you know, if you, if you were raised in a family that was not connected uh, to their own culture, that, you know, we're having conversations about race were just not possible, then again, you know, showing up for, uh, as, as you are, as a black person is going to feel quite scary. It's going to feel quite scary. And, um, yeah. One of the things that I found really, really powerful that actually kept me going as part of my recovery process was giving myself permission to hope and dream and vision myself as a healthier person beyond survival, 
beyond the pain of being black, beyond the uh, keeping myself small as a black woman, beyond the, oh, you can't do this because you're a black woman. Because of my recovery process, because of my healing process, because I found myself in safe spaces to be able to speak my truth, it also gave me permission to think about, you know, the person that I really, really wanted to be. How could I nurture myself? How could I heal myself to a point where I can step into the wonder, the greatness, um, the glory of uh, my higher self, my spiritual self, my godlike self? You know, without the ego, without the, you know, all the kind of stuff that kind of gets us trapped. Um, the people pleasing, the, the, um, the ego, just all the ego stuff, the ego stuff that really doesn't matter. You know, how could I really connect to my higher self? You know, that part of myself that is a cup of God. And I'm so grateful to my recovery because that process has really, um, given me opportunities to really think about, really honestly, um, about who I wanted to be. I gave myself permission to not just think about who I wanted to be, but to take different actions to step into it um, and to, you know, to clear the rubble of people, places and things that were stopping me uh, from standing in that position of power. Um, to stand in that position with my ancestors and to allow my higher power to just really hold me through the healing process so that, so that I can stand up and serve um, and, and show up and um, just be everything that I needed to be in order to serve my community. Um, and it was a hard, it was a hard um, journey. It was a difficult journey having to let go of the values that didn't belong to me, the thoughts that I'd ingested that didn't belong to me. Um, and I spent so much of my time kind of holding on to a lot of the, to a lot of pain that I'd absorbed from other people that were nothing to do with me. I found that I'd absorbed a lot of that stuff in my family. I found that I'd absorbed stuff, um, you know, as a, as a result of living under a system of racism. Um, and because I wasn't, I didn't feel, um, or I didn't have a safe space to express any of that stuff, I internalised it and kind of made it about me. I thought it was it was my fault why all of these things were going wrong and I wasn't good enough and and all of those things that just make it really, really difficult for me to to love myself and move beyond the survival, to move beyond the survival behaviours because everything that I thought about myself, about my culture about my history, it just felt painful. It just felt painful and I didn't know how to move through that. Um, so I am really, really grateful because my recovery has given me a choices. It's given me permission. It's given me permission to search for what my needs are. It's given really, it's really given me permission to take responsibility to my, for my healing. Um, it's really, really given me permission to dream beyond where I am in any given moment that, you know, even though I'm on the healing path today, there are still bigger things that I know that I can do um, in terms of service, in terms of being who I am as a woman, as a parent, 
there are still many, many things for me to learn. I'm learning all the time um, and I want to be a good student. I want to be a good student of my higher power and um, I can only do that by remaining open um, and being willing to be vulnerable and to give up the contracts, to give up the contracts, that the silent contracts that I've made to my family, to white supremacy, to whoever, um, you know, I really, really needed to let go of those contracts. And they were all kind of linked to, um, you know, fear of abandonment, I suppose, fear of, of being different, fear of being, uh, you know, different from my environment, because being, being visible and being seen around a lot of that stuff can be very isolating and you know for a lot of us as, as um, black people a lot of us are already feeling isolated under the system already so to speak up and sort of put yourself in a position where you know I'm going to be abandoned even further because of I've chosen to not deal with certain things I've chosen not to have certain conversations um, I've chosen not to engage or enable abuse or anything like that you know, all of that stuff requires so much courage because that fear of being rejected, of not being liked, of being abandoned is so powerful. Um, and I believe that's what keeps a lot of us silent. You know, it keeps a lot of us silent again and kind of trapped in that survival behavior thinking, OK, well, I'm just going to have to hold all of this stuff. No, you don't. No, you don't have to hold on to it. And it's not your responsibility to hold everybody else's stuff. It's not my responsibility to do that. So, you know, my healing process has been an amazing tool for letting go of all of that stuff, for letting go of what doesn't belong to me. Um, you know, it's just given, really given me the opportunity to, um, to look forward and to, to, um, to let go of thinking that I have to constantly be looking over my shoulder in survival mode and constantly looking over my shoulder for what people are thinking of me and, what, and how they feel about me and all the rest of it and, let, and, and just really accepting that what other people think of me is actually none of my damn business. It's absolutely none of my business what other people think of me. My responsibility is to myself and my higher power. You know, my responsibility is to myself and to my higher power and you know, just going through that recovery process has is, is, is helped me to nurture a sense of courage for me to speak up. Um, yeah, this courage has really kind of spurred me on to keep looking for spaces that are safe. Um, and when I didn't actually see the spaces that were safe, I actually ended up, you know, creating spaces uh, that were safe. What I didn't see, where, the, where I saw gaps. Um, I, I just created those spaces because I just think, you know, if it, and I think this is something that we, that's, that's really important to remember that just because you don't see it today, you know, don't just assume that, okay, well, it's just not, it can't, I can't see it. No one else has done it before, so I'm not doing it. It's about having the courage to think about what's possible and to build the things that are not available to you. Build those things that are going to really help you to, go through the process that you need to go through in order for you to to move beyond survival you know when I first set up uh the movement around racial sobriety and and all of that kind of stuff you know from a place of uh yeah just from from my recovery and all the rest of it I just there was something in me that just understood that this stuff needed to be spoken about 
Um, and as much as I really wanted to get away from it because I was afraid of being visible, I didn't want to be seen, I was afraid that people were going to troll me, um, I didn't want to be visible around this stuff, around white people, all that kind of stuff. I just found it a really painful process. But the will of my ancestors, the will of my higher power was that this is your assignment. This is your assignment. And we're not going to put you through this unless we have a game plan to hold you through the process. And so moving beyond survival, moving beyond the survival uh, th place that I was, uh, allowed me to, tr I had to trust the process. I had to trust the process. I had to trust something bigger than myself. I had to trust that my black girl magic, whatever that looked like, whatever, you know, my however my higher power had that packaged up was not going to let me down. You know, I had to trust my inner ally. It was my inner ally, which is another version of my higher self, my, my, um, my higher power that actually nurtured me out of survival. It's my higher power that nurtured me out of survival because there were just, no matter how much research you do, planning you do, reading you do, talking to other people, there is just that element of magic that's needed for you to step out of your comfort zone. There's that element of having to trust something bigger than yourself that is absolutely freaking scary but it's absolutely essential for you to move forward because there is no way that you're going to be able to get everything. You know, you're not going to, you're just not going to understand everything. There were just some things about this process that you're just not going to understand. You're just not going to understand. And so you just have to be willing, make the choice, first of all, that you want to move beyond survival and then be willing to search for and take action around the things that are actually going to move you beyond survival. So that does actually mean, you know, looking for space, safe spaces, you know, going to therapy or going to recovery meetings and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, really kind of opening yourself up to the possibilities, the possibilities of self-love, the possibilities of relationships that are uh, healthier that are going to nurture you as opposed to hinder you from being who you are, you know. Um, your serenity becomes a choice, you know. Once you start to do the inner work, do the recovery work, do the healing work, you move beyond survival into a place of serenity, which is going to give you more choice, understanding your needs, um, showing up, um, yeah, showing up in the spaces that you need to show up, but also being discerning about the spaces that are just not, you know, they're just not for you. They're just not there for your healing. They're there to challenge you, but they're not, they're not there for your healing. And to be able to understand that, pick, you know, pick the, pick the spaces, pick the battles, pick the battles, you know, pick the spaces. Um, but being beyond survival is just such a powerful place to be. Um, because no matter what other people say to you or what other people try and do to you, they can't take that away from you. Because when you're out of survival mode, you're less likely to be controlled by, this, by the establishment. They can't control you when you move beyond survival because you're in a place of serenity. You're in a place of understanding. You're in a place of empowerment, you know, and you're not relying on the system for validation. You're not relying on the system to kind of give you what you can't give yourself. Beyond survival, you know, requires you to take responsibility for yourself. And that means letting go 
of, um, you know, the codependent relationship that a lot of us have with whiteness. You know, a lot of us are still in survival mode because we're still asking or begging a system to give us what we can't give ourselves. And the system is not going to give it to us because that's not the way it's set up. It's not the way it's set up. So we almost get trapped into this false sense of security that, you know, if we trust the system, it will work itself out. You know, this, that and the other, it's the law and all of that. Well, you know what? The law has not always been right. The law has not always been just, especially when it comes to us as black people. So it's about really finding justice within yourself first, within your own being, building that trust within yourself. Beyond survival means uh, beginning with your own journey, beginning with your own journey, beginning with your own uh, willingness and courage to step out of survival mode, regardless of, uh, you know, what the outcome is, being afraid of, uh, you may well be afraid of what the outcome is going to be, how it's going to shift your relationships, how it's going to shift the, you know, the relationships, not just with your, with other people, but also with yourself and what that actually looks like. What does it mean? That in of itself can be quite scary, but making the choice to move beyond survival is, is such a powerful uh, exercise in self-love. It really is such a powerful exercise in self-love because you're choosing uh, love over just existing. And a lot of us are just existing. We're carrying a lot of pain. We're carrying a lot of stress. We're carrying a lot of stuff that doesn't belong to us. And we've just accepted it as, 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 um, as just the way things are. And, you know, beyond survival means being willing to explore what belongs to you, what doesn't belong to you, and putting down, giving back or putting down what is not yours, being clear about that, and then making a choice to step into your power, step into your power and, and, and move beyond survival. So that's the message that I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. I will see you next time. Greetings, sisters. Greetings. Are you one of those sisters who does not know where to start, who finds it really hard to stay consistent, starts things and doesn't stop them? You really, really want to start your healing journey. You want a community, but you just don't know where to begin. Well, self-love rehab is something that I've been putting together for you over the last few weeks, and it is something that is really going to help you get started on your healing journey. I'm really, really excited for you. Inside this 12-week program, you are going to get a 90-day empowerment system, which includes uh, helping you to define what internalised racism looks like, how it plays out in your relationships. Then we're going to rebuild your self-esteem with some goal setting. You're going to get weekly, um, how, you're going to learn how to set up a weekly schedule, how to how to nurture your daily practice. There's going to be an awesome community of other ladies that are going to inspire, encourage, and also you'll get accountability through live Q&A. What more can I say? What more can I say? So if you are new and you want some support to learn how to rebuild and create some foundational tools for yourself, maybe you're in recovery from addiction 
and you want a uh, to build some foundational tools to have a look at your racial sobriety, to have a look at the link between racism and addiction and to, to learn how to nurture yourself from a cultural perspective. So whether you're new or whether you're in recovery, this course is for you. Self-love rehab is what you need. I'll see you on the other side. If you go to selfloverehab.com, that's selfloverehab.com, you can find all of the details there. I'll see you then.